This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. It's 2019's 243rd most popular comedy interviews podcast, narrowly edging out Puzzle Buddies and ranking just behind The Weekly Nibble, Getting Greasy, and 240 other programs. Enjoy the show. It's Sunday, February 9. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. The head of the Democratic National Committee is demanding a re-canvas in Iowa. CBS News cannot call a winner. The delegate count shows former Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Senator Bernie Sanders essentially tied for first. It's strange talking to you about Iowa while we're already in the ground uh, in New Hampshire, uh, but that is kind of... Those voices are discussing the 2020 primaries, the state-by-state contests meant to determine which Democratic candidate will win the popular vote by tens of millions of ballots and still lose the electoral college in November. With more than half a dozen candidates still in the race, eager Democrats are carrying out their due diligence to determine who is best posed to take on Mr. Trump in the fall by endlessly kicking the proverbial tires to the point of feeling completely deflated. The primary season kicked off last week in Iowa, a landlocked farm state known for dead baseball players climbing out of cornfields to hang out with the postman. Unlike other states united, which rely on traditional voting methods such as ballots, Iowa prides itself on its archaic caucus system, which relies on flipping coins in a stranger's house on a Monday night. Delegates and caucuses are awarded through gatherings of neighbors, where adults are asked to uncomfortably mingle for hours in a gym with brighter lights, less alcohol, and more politics than your average high school reunion. But this year, they could have used a few more chaperones. Votes were miscalculated and delivered late due to a disastrous new mobile app deployed by the Iowa Democratic Party, marking the region's biggest technological disaster since that tornado that took down the server that hosts farmers only. Like the exit to a corn maze, the winner of the caucus has been elusive. Candidates are seeking a recount to challenge the results. Pete Buttigieg believes he won the majority of delegates. Bernie Sanders believes he won the largest share of votes. And Deval Patrick believes that the nine people that stood up on his behalf in a church basement must have been early for an AA meeting. This lack of clarity is turning what should have been a diamond election for the Democratic Party into a cubic zirconia. Ahead of this Tuesday's primary in New Hampshire, a poll released by the University of Massachusetts found that 64% of voters would rather see, quote, a giant meteor strike the earth, extinguishing all human life, end quote, than to see Mr. Trump be reelected. The remaining 36% was slightly more centrist, willing to compromise on a meteor of average size. Unlike the record turnout of the 2018 midterms that returned the House to Democratic control, turnout in Iowa was below expectations. And I'm beginning to worry that this race is turning into the Oscar battle for the Irishman. It's got a bunch of old guys who everybody likes, but everybody also knows their time has come and gone. And we're an hour and a half into this thing, and we're not even really sure this is the movie we signed up for. And even though we're super excited to see it, it's still going on. And we just kind of wanted to wrap up and somehow stick the landing. Because if it doesn't, by the time the votes are cast, there's a pretty good chance it's just going to lose to Parasite. And now it's time for the OJ Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Hey, Twitter Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is attorney Frank Kerr. Frank, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much, Greg. On Friday... OJ weighed in on the impeachment trial of President Trump. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. 
Well, it's been quite a week, <laughs> you know. Uh, I've been getting a lot of questions on Twitter and on the streets. Of what did I think about the impeachment situation? And like it or not, it's over. I've had some uh, verdicts that I haven't liked in my life, but I tried to honor it, make the most of it, and move on, and that's what I think we should do now. Frank, what do you think about what O.J. had to say? The Fifth Amendment, which is part of what's known as the Bill of Rights, includes a double jeopardy clause. This clause prohibits someone from being prosecuted twice for substantially the same crime. Therefore, whether or not a verdict is just or not, it does provide finality. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about O.J.? As you know, many people have called him a murderer. However, it would be legally accurate to call him a convicted felon who's also been found civilly liable for the deaths of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. That's this week's O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Frank, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Greg. And that's the latest written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other weird apps. I know you use them. Just subscribe. I'm at underscore Greg Ott. Yeah, right. On Twitter. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean uh, you'll hear me soon. And by hear me, uh, uh, I like I didn't even get through like two rounds of that. Okay.